Hey everyone, welcome back to Nothing Settle Here. This is your host, Leah. And as I mentioned in the last episode, we are going to continue in our journal of the secrets of what lies within. Now, if you're not following us or haven't um, rated it yet, then I would encourage you to go ahead and do so. Um, And again, if you prefer a video, um, you can stream the video on YouTube or you can continue um, listening through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. All right, who's ready? Let's go. All right, we are picking up on August 17th, 2005. I'm writing with so many questions. I get so sick in North Carolina and can't work yet it's the best spiritual house for you to live in. Then I'm here in Georgia, not puking. I feel like I could go to work. You're closer to your father, but I don't have anywhere to live. If I live either place, I'm behind with school. If I live in Georgia, your grandpa won't help, but I shouldn't have to depend on him anyways. What is best for you? I started wondering if I could get a job where your father works and make more money, or maybe a waitress job down here. But what about all the health benefits? Our Medicaid and WIC? I'm not guaranteed any of it if I move. How do I know if I move to Georgia, Frank will really commit, really commit himself to you? How do I ask him for help? He says he's committed to me too. He likes girls so perfect. How will I ever be that for him? Oh, wow. Shouldn't he like me for who I am? Oh, my unborn child, what is it that I do? And then I have these little check check marks, like a to-do list. It says apartment, money, research, Medicaid WIC, job search, school. And then I continue and I wrote, If I can get Medicaid and WIC here and an apartment, I think I'll stay. If I can't, then back to North Carolina I go. P.S. Your first cousin was born today at 10 pounds and 13 ounces. So a little update, Golden Corral, Golden Corral just called me from North Carolina. They still want me to work there. What a surprise. Is this supposed to be a hint? That's where we, is that where we should live? Or, can I trans, or could I transfer? I keep trying to make decisions based on what's best for you. I'm trying to talk to your father about this, but he doesn't seem interested. Do I force him to talk about this? Or does it mean he's just not interested? Well... Let me try again. Okay, so I told him. He's not saying much. You think he would say, okay, yes, stay here. I feel like he just doesn't want us around like we're an inconvenience to him. I'm so sorry. Please keep remembering I am trying. I'm trying to make him happy. I'm, I just can't do it. I, I don't know how. And then I stopped quite abruptly. Well, I know I said this last time, but I just seem so desperate. I think the hardest part for me to read just now was that he likes girls so perfect. How will I ever be that for him? Shouldn't he like me for who I am? 
I'm not quite sure painful um, would be the word I would use right now. Um, I know I've said desperate, but that's literally what it sounds, so desperate. And so I sound so insecure. <laughs> so insecure like obviously I was never going to be perfect and the fact that I believe that that could even maybe be attainable to meet this man's needs or desires is ludicrous to me and very immature and um ugh honestly I feel sick to my stomach reading that like it makes me feel like gross. It makes me feel like, yeah, like disgusted. Disgusted that I would allow myself to believe that I needed to obtain a stature or a status or a look um, to appease a man. It makes me disgusted that I didn't believe I was enough. And I think despair is another word that comes to mind. The amount of turmoil that my son must have felt in my womb is indescribable at times for me because I know what I felt. I know what I'm feeling right now and this was however long ago and just trying to wrap my mind around what my unborn child might have been feeling and the stressors that he was feeling. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about my friends. I had two really good, solid friends that were girls um, that really spoke life into me. But it's like, you just don't listen. <laughs> At least I didn't. I didn't listen. I didn't. It's like things are so blind when you're in it. Like you think like, this is, this has to work. This is the only thing that can work. And it's like you have these freaking blinders on that you don't even see clear. Everything is just like, I don't know. I just felt like I was in such tunnel vision. Like, like, this is all you have, Leah. This is exactly what needs needs to work. And if it doesn't, there's nothing else. And it's just like, what a lie. Like, that is such a lie from the pit of hell. Like, it's not true. Yet it's what I believed. It's what I sold myself or, I don't know, allowed my circumstances or a man to sell me that, like, this is as good as it gets. And to watch myself now 
Like I feel like I'm watching myself unravel and make these super desperate decisions. Like just being in survival mode of if this doesn't work, then there's nothing left for me. There's nothing left for my son. Um, I didn't know he was a boy at that point, but there's nothing left for my child. And, ugh. Like, I just feel sick. Like, how do we allow ourselves to get in this, of this, like, serious tunnel vision of despair? It's like the blinders. It doesn't matter what friend is, like, ugh speaking life into me or saying like I don't know if this is a good idea and you're like I got this I didn't have anything (laughs) clearly I had nothing figured out yeah I think this side right like in the present moment and I look it's like I need to remind myself to give myself grace grace that I was navigating the best that I could with what I knew and with what I had and obviously I didn't know what I know now I didn't I didn't even have the knowledge that I have now that I did then if that if I even said that right (laughs) and it's like yeah I don't know. I just, I want to give myself grace, but it feels so like unworthy. Like I feel unworthy of extending grace to myself and punishing myself feels more justified. I don't know about you, but, um, think sometimes in our mistakes um we want to punish ourselves like for all my christian listeners out there like is it ever hard to accept god's grace like no just punish me like this is what i deserve like this this is what i deserve i deserve to be condemned i deserve to be punished for this Like, I was foolish. I made this decision knowing that it wasn't what was right. I made this decision knowing that um, I could choose better or whatever that is. And it's like accepting that grace for myself can be so incredibly difficult. It's like a tug of war of like being so overcome with thankfulness of his mercy and his grace yet inside just wanting to be punished punished for my wrongdoing punished for my mistakes and I don't know I think when I'm reading this it's just like you're an idiot Leah like you're so dumb (laughs) that's what I think of like you're so dumb you're so like foolish like wake up What are you doing? Like, get out of that relationship. Go get your life together. (laughs) My gosh. 
And I, I really truly felt in that moment, like I was trying to do everything I could, but it's like that relationship just had this like hook. It was like a hook, like a fish that's like hooked on the thing in its mouth and it's like can't get away. Like that's what that felt like. But it sucked everything out of me. It sucked every piece of joy and peace out of me. It was like everything was in turmoil. And here I am like trying to go to school and trying to provide and get a job and find a place to live as I have this child growing inside of me. And then it's like this relationship, this toxicness that's like pulling me this way and sucking all of that life out of me. Man. Gosh, the power of relationships. Holy cow. The power of relationships. There is so much power. (laughs) So much power in that. Because it's like, I don't know. I wish I had the answer for that. (laughs) It's like, this person sweeps you off your feet and you think that they love you and there's this emotion and it feels so great until it doesn't feel good. And then what? Ugh. Toxic relationships. I'm sure we could have 100 episodes on that. And maybe we will have more about that. But it's just like getting stuck. Like what do you do when you get stuck in that? Like if your friends can't get through to you, maybe you don't have a good support system. I didn't have the greatest. I had a few. That was about it. Didn't run deep. My circle definitely did not run deep. Um... So it's like, what do you do? How do you pull yourself out of that? How do you cut yourself loose from that hook? I think for me, it's like, you have to go through the withdraw symptoms. You have to go through the withdrawal. It's like, when you go through a withdrawal of something, whether it's a substance, it could be sugar, it could be anything that was like your previous coping mechanism that gave you this emotional attachment, right? You have to then go through all these withdrawal symptoms of like craving it, denying yourself. Um, I feel like the list should be longer, but those two are sticking out to me. <laughs> like, It's like there's physical symptoms, right? Like when we break up, it's like I'm pathetic. I'm like was actually, it's not I was probably, I absolutely was like crying in fetal position thinking my life is over, like, <gasps> like sobbing. It's like you have these physical emotions and expressions of like withdrawing from this thing even though it's super toxic and dysfunctional. But it's like all you knew and all you believed that you deserved. And so you crave more of that. Heck, I thought the relationship was normal. Who am I kidding? When you grow up with dysfunction, dysfunction feels normal. When you grow up without healthy relationships being modeled for you, you attach yourself to things that feel normal. We don't do this like intentionally or consciously like, I'm going to go for somebody who treats me horrible. No, we don't do that. But we subconsciously do. Like we choose things 
that make us feel normal. And that made me feel normal. Looking back now, I'm like, you are far from normal. That is so toxic and dysfunctional. Anyways, I'm rambling. So, yeah, it's like we have to go through a withdrawal. We have to deny ourselves. And I would even bargain to say when it's toxic, it's even harder. Because when I think of something being toxic, it's like infested. It's like it has attached itself to every piece of who I am and like interfered with everything about me. It's like at this point in the relationship, not only are we talking about me, we're talking about my unborn child that now is attached to this other person. And how that is going to literally change the course of my life forever. And potentially the course of his life forever, you know, whatever he chooses. And it's like having to detach ourselves from all of those pieces is like, it's messy. It is so messy. And in withdrawal, don't we begin to crave it even more, right? Like there's like a period of time that we crave it even more. In my crazy self, once a year, well, I've only done this twice now, but this year and last year, (laughs) I cut out all sugar and all carbs, like all grains, all of that for 30 days. The first week, oh my gosh, I'm like moody, I'm tired, I crave it even more. I'm not super pleasant to be around, um, all of those things. And I feel like that's kind of like a relationship, like a toxic relationship. It's like we have to go through all of that. Like we're questioning ourselves. I start thinking about it even more. It's like, am I going to text him? Actually, I don't even think we had texting back then. Should I email him? Um, is he going to call me? Maybe I call and hang up. Like I used to do that stupid stuff. It's so dumb. Anyways, I digress. All I'm saying is that um, there are relationships that we might be in that are not healthy. They're not healthy. And we have to make a choice because, you know, really at the end of the day, you only have you in your mind. So your friend's not going to go home with you. Your friend doesn't get to make the decisions for you. Your family doesn't. Like you have to decide for yourself, like, do I need to separate from this person? It could even be a friendship. It could even be a family member. That's a hot topic, isn't it? We have to detach ourselves from unhealthy things. And there is a grieving process and there is withdrawal symptoms. That will happen. And they are uncomfortable and they are messy and they are difficult. But you have to determine if that's what's best. And I guess I'm talking to myself like, I wish I would have had it in me then to detach myself I know that later I do because I know how the story ends but man watching it now almost like an outsider looking in it is like I want to go in to the story and shake me and be like what are you doing anyways that's it for today friends until next time